welcome to Biblical Tapestry Podcast, Season 4, Episode 4, A Study in First Peter. Biblical Tapestry is a podcast where we explore how the Bible is its own commentary and how the Gospel is thoroughly woven from Genesis to Revelation. Today we continue into First Peter chapters 1 and delve into chapter 2. Peter is telling us how to live as the new people of God, and part of living as a new people of God is a call to love others. All right, let's go to 1 Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 22, and we'll read through uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 3. Having purified your souls by, the, by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart, since you've been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and biting word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. So put away all malice, and all deceit, and hypocrisy, and envy, and all slander, like newborn infants. Long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Back to verse 22. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. So many verses in the New Testament call on us to love each other because God himself is love. In this verse, Peter exclaims, that a believer's soul is purified by being obedient to the truth. The truth, in this case, is the truth of the gospel. Having been purified through obedience and ability to show sincere brotherly love to others is supernaturally established in a believer's life. A purified heart and soul will have no issue in demonstrating a love for others. And regardless of what happens in a believer's life, love for others is never extinguished. And for Peter's intended audience, persecution that they may have been facing should not dampen the love the believers have for each other. Verse 23 says, Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. And it goes on, and we'll pick that up in a minute. But the command to love is grounded in God's saving work through Jesus Christ. This produces a life reborn through the gospel of God's word and through the sacrifice of Christ Jesus on the cross. This salvation provides a heavenly inheritance that is imperishable. Unlike any earthly seed, this seed is the living and abiding word of God, which they heard and obeyed. Paul says in Romans 10:17, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. All right, verse 24 goes on to say, for all flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flower of grass, the grass withers and the flower falls. Here, Peter is citing Isaiah chapter 40, verses six through eight. And Isaiah 46 through eight says, a voice says, Cry, and I said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, 
and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows on it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. So Isaiah chapter 40 is expressing comfort for Israel and proclaiming that God is going to restore them and that nothing the nations around them could do would stop God from fulfilling his word regarding Israel. All these opposing nations were grass and will perish when God's breath blows on them. And perhaps Peter's point here was that the persecutions that his readers were enduring will also come to an end. But what's important is that God's word as the imperishable seed will endure forever. As we see as now we add verse 25 which says, But the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. Peter is showing that Isaiah supported the understanding that God's word never fades, it never diminishes. This understanding is that the restoration promised to Isaiah continues to be fulfilled, but now it is being fulfilled by the gospel. The gospel through God's word preached to the recipients of this letter. The same gospel that is extended to people today. Verse two says, or chapter verse one, chapter two says, So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Well, whenever you see the word therefore in Scripture, that is a reach back to the previous verses. And because of this new life brought by God's grace to believers, they are to lay aside all those things that harm relationships with others. These things must be put away, malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. All those things destroy unity, and they destroy the love for others. And Paul writes to us in Romans chapter 13, verse 11, Besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone, the day is at hand, so then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, but in, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Paul says again in Colossians chapter 3, verse 5, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with the practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, or free, but Christ is in all, Christ is all, and in all. So all these sins that Peter is mentioning as well, 
tear at the social fabric of the church, ripping the threads that tie them together, as Thomas Schreiner writes. Malice is wickedness in general. Deceit and hypocrisy are closely related in falsely representing yourself or others, being deceitful, destroying trust. Envy is contrary to love, as instead of desiring what is best for others, it wants others to fail so that they can advance. Slander disparages others, where love finds the good in others, and love avoids speaking negatively. Chapter 2, verse 2, Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. What is the central thought here? What is most important to these believers? Well, like the craving for milk from newborns, believers were to desire the spiritual milk that fosters spiritual growth in salvation and spiritual maturity. These believers may not need the basic teaching as Paul used spiritual milk in his letters, but Peter's point was his readers needed to crave growth that came through the source and the source being the Word of God. This spiritual growth is a lifetime spent craving the spiritual milk or the Word of God. Verse 3 says, If indeed you have been tasted with the Lord is good. So the longing for the God is fitting if you have tested that the Lord is good. So let's put these verses together again. Verse 2 and 3. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Peter is assuming that all who have been saved with a faith in Christ Jesus have indeed tasted that the Lord is good by having the weight of sins lifted from them. And he quotes here portions of Psalms 34. Psalms 34 verses 8 through 10 says, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. O fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. This psalm reverberates through Peter's writings. Christian growth is not a mere activity. Christian growth is a desire brought about from experiencing the Lord's kindness through salvation. This is an experience that leads us to desire more, to understand more, to desire more what God's Word is telling us. In the next episode, we will continue in chapter 2, looking at the living stone and living stones. God bless you today, and I encourage you to spend time in God's Word. Biblical Tapestry is available on Facebook and Instagram. I encourage you to please like and share this podcast if you've gained anything from this study. God bless you, and I pray that you are well.